Hey there, everybody. It's it's your old pal Bo. What's happening? Uh, it is officially uh, January 2nd, 2023, as we record this. Um, and it's 2022. Can you believe that? Uh, what up, Dan? Uh, welcome to a brand new year of the Dark Parade. Uh, we don't have... We, have, we don't have a full year under our belt yet, but it, there's a new year ahead of us, so that's exciting. Um, at any rate, I hope you had a good time on, on New Year's. I, uh, as, as many of you may or may not know, uh, my, my lovely girlfriend was uh, under the weather, had a, had a touch of the COVID uh, over the, the Christmas holiday. And, yeah, sorry about that. Somebody pointed out there was no... I had muted myself. Well, there you go. Um, <laughs> hello, Jason. Uh, yeah, 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 we're good now. We're good. Um, at any rate, as I was saying, uh, as many of you may or may not know, um, my lovely girlfriend was uh, under the weather, had a touch of the COVID over the, the Christmas holiday, so we did not get an opportunity to do New Year's Eve together uh, for risk of infection. And so... Uh, I had a very chill New Year's Eve. I just kind of hung out and and watched uh, some some of the TV. Uh, I finished up uh, uh, all the murder no only murders in the building that Martin Short Steve Barton joint from this year, which uh, I found quite good. Um, and uh, started uh, Station Eleven on the HBO Max, which is a terrific show. Uh, and I, I've kind of caught up with that at any rate, just sort of lounged around and had a good time. Um, I have been on an extended break with work. And so, uh, as it happens, uh, like this is the last day before I go back to work tomorrow, which is unfortunate, but uh, at any rate, I hope everyone had a terrific new year's Eve. I hope that you did not damage yourself too much. Um, you know, and here's here's the thing. Here's one of those. You know, I got an axe to grind for a minute. Um, I've I've noticed a lot of people really bitching. Like I know 2021 had its challenges, right? Um, and and it, like there were a lot of problems with the year and so forth. But I I get really frustrated when you see people just knee jerk being like. 2021 suck. 2022 is going to be even worse, you know? Uh, and I think that's a really unfortunate attitude to have. Um, I'm very excited about the, the year ahead and, and 2021 was very challenging. No getting around that, but I still had a good year. Like all things being equal, um, you know, like I'm still above ground and, and things are still working, uh, body parts and whatnot. So anyway, um, you know, I, I just, I, I, I find as the older I get, the things that impress me in qualities in people is kindness and optimism and hope. Those things I find way more, uh, attractive in people than just cynicism and, and, uh, doom, uh, that sense that, well, everything's fucked. And so there's no point and that kind of thing. That really frustrates me. Uh, so, at any rate, I hope uh, that that complaining is not adding to uh, said misery. But, uh, no, I feel very optimistic about the new year, you know? I mean, it, yeah, I mean, we're still 
struggling with COVID and trying to get our arms around that and figure out how to, how to best manage that. Um, you know, there are still plenty of problems depending on what political side of the aisle you land on. You're probably pissed about something, but, um, you know, I, at, at the end of the day, it's like, just do good things for other people. And it turns out that that makes life a lot better. Um, at any rate. So, uh, did I catch the episode one of book of Boba yet? I did. Um, I thought it was kind of fine. Um, I am not, uh, super hot on, on star Wars as a rule. Uh, I, I thought Mandalorian was great. Don't get me wrong. I really enjoyed Mandalorian, both seasons of that. Um, and book of Boba, I was like, okay, this is an interesting beginning, but for a character that was in, you know, both of the star Wars are, well, you know, I'm, I'm not counting the later trilogies and stuff like that, where he was a clone and then his kid, all that stuff. Uh, I, I just, I don't care about any of that stuff. Um, but I thought for, with the original trilogy as the conceit, I thought that Book of Boba was was totally fine. It's not a character. I like He's a cool character, but I don't know that there's a ton of backstory there. And so, I don't know. It was okay. I thought the, the Sarlacc Pit stuff was kind of cool. Um what else did I find interesting about it? Like Jennifer Rubin showing up in anything is always a, a net positive. I didn't think the action scenes were particularly good. Uh, I know Robert Rodriguez directed it, but I just, I thought the action felt flat and wasn't all that exciting. Um, the coolest thing in the whole deal was when he blew up the dude on the side of the building with his arm rocket. I was like, well, that's kind of what I want to see. I mean, he's, there was a little too much like him showing mercy and stuff. And I was like, I want, I want this to be the dark star Wars. Like I want him to do some, some raw shit. And he did not do said raw shit. Um, you know, we'll see how it goes. Uh, Alan, uh, says just wait for terrifier Two. Yeah, man, there's a good chance. I'll never see terrifier Two. I mean, there's a chance I will, but there's plenty of chance that I will never see that. Uh, Glenn says, uh, my sister has cancer and we won't know how bad it is for a couple of weeks. So you understand why I'm not looking forward to 2022. Yeah, Glenn, that's, that's a tough road to hoe. Um, no doubt. Um, it, that the anxiety of not knowing is, is just the worst. Um, there's somebody in our family that got diagnosed, uh, with lung cancer last year, just found out right before Thanksgiving, as a matter of fact. And, you know, it's one of those things like you, you gotta get the, the, the best thing that you've got going for you here is that, you know, it and, and that treatment can start, um, again, it like, there is no upside of cancer. Cancer sucks. Uh, but I, I still find going after it with a sense of like, all right, well, let's fucking beat this thing is way better than it's tough though. When you don't know how bad it is, that's the part that, that, you know, uh, the shadow lands of, of not knowing is really tough, but hang in there, man. You're, you know, keep, keep the faith for right now. Don't, uh, a, a wise man wiser than me once said, uh, worrying is like paying a debt you may not owe. There is very little chance that you will not be worried, but try to keep it in check as much as you can, because it could be all for naught. I mean, 
it, like the cancer could be benign and they do a quick operation and everything's cool. So, uh, but my heart goes out to you and, and, and whoever's suffering with the cancer right now, that's, that's rough. Um, Duncan says slasher season four is coming. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Um, and I'm very excited that, uh, we're going to put that to bed. And also you saying slasher season five makes me want to punch you right in your stupid face. Um, <laughs> but I, I hope you had a good new year despite uh, my desire to punch you in your stupid face. Uh, Dan says, serious question. Are you a star Wars or star Trek guy? No judgment. Just asking. I walk between the worlds, man. I'm not beholden to either. Um, I love star Wars. I love empire strikes back. I'm middling on Return of the Jedi, and then I take everything on a case-by-case by case basis from there. Um, I do not have a Star Wars or Star Trek poster or action figure or anything like that in my home. Um, I, I am plenty entertained by both properties, depending on the quality of said property. Like, I think Star Trek II is one of the best movies ever made, just right, right alongside Empire Strikes Back. Like, I'm not, I'm, I, I don't live in either camp. It's like whichever one of you is good, that's whose camp I'm in. So um, I don't, yeah, you know, probably the the only thing I get like real defensive about is like Serenity is probably my science fiction property, uh, which is bad because, you know, based on everything you continue to hear about Joss Whedon, that just seems like a bad idea. But anyway, um Boomer in the house uh, here for the slasher commentary. It's coming. It's coming. It's probably going to be, well, we've, Duncan's here. So, um, it, it's, we're probably going to do Duran Duran, maybe this coming weekend. And then we'll launch into season four of slasher. Um, and, uh, Boomer saying he's got to take off pretty soon, but happy new year, man. Thanks for hanging out. Um, and, uh, let's see, ta, 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 ta. Duncan talking about how Ren is in fact a real boy. Ren's revenge. The Rennering should be, uh, season five of slasher. And, uh, Duncan says Ren gets resurrected, but the Annabelle doll by the Annabelle doll and is brainwashed by the Warrens. It's a win-win. That's pretty good. Jason says Babylon five, never seen an episode of Babylon five. Don't know anything about it. I mean, I know. Billy Moomy was in it and it's got the dude with the weird skullet. Uh, that's all I know about the Babylon five. Um, anywho. Uh, so yeah, I like probably in my heart of hearts, I'm probably more star Trek than star Wars only because star Trek the like the next generation was something I came to pretty late, but I love, I love science fiction that deals with uh, kind of moral conundrums and intellectual uh, problems and stuff like that. And Star Wars is more adventure space opera. And when it works, it's totally good. And when it doesn't, then you get The Rise of Skywalker. And that movie is garbage. Um, so, uh, Duncan, we'll have to do Babylon 5 after the Pink Panther, which is another thing that'll be starting this year. Um so I'm not going to talk about it too much right now. Coming Friday will be my 2021 top 10 list. And that'll be available both on the website on legionpodcast.com. And there will be uh, a written version available there. There will be an audio version on Dark Parade. Uh, as well as the Legion Podcast feed. So we'll get into all of that. But 
I uh, I think I want um I think I want to talk about some also rans of uh of of the the 2021 list um which I'm going to pull up um so a couple of movies that didn't quite make the cut that I wanted to to mention here uh and just you know hey if you haven't seen them, you ought to kind of thing. Um, I definitely want to call out uh, Night Books on Netflix, which uh, is kind of a kids horror movie. It's a great kids horror film that I highly, highly, highly recommend. Um, I thought that was great. Um, I thought The Columnist was a lot of fun, which is a Dutch film uh, on on Shudder. And features an actress named like Katra, Katia Herbe, uh, who reminds me a lot of Kate. She looks a little bit like Kate Pollock. Your friend and mine, Kate Pollock. Um, and it's a great movie about a woman who does an online column. And the comments are just exactly what you would expect about her being like a pedophile and shit. And so she just starts murder, tracking down and murdering the people uh, who are, are shit posting. And I really admire that. And I also like the fact that the movie is ultimately about um, freedom of speech and how far that can go. Like, uh, if I have the freedom to post an article, do you then have the freedom to post, like, the fact that I'm a pedophile for thinking what I think or whatever? Like, it, it's an interesting discussion of that. It doesn't really have, uh, I think, a solid resolution, but it's really interesting. Um, Glenn saying that his sci-fi is Red Dwarf. I've never seen Red Dwarf either. Although, uh, recently, so I, I was talking about something here on, on Sinister Sundays and somebody said that that was, there was a Red Dwarf thing and I can't remember what the thing was I was talking about, but anyway, um, Duncan saying that, uh, Opera Omnia is dropping, um, Tomorrow with Gone Girl, which was a really fun discussion. Gone Girl's a, a, a pretty rad movie. Um, Lex uh, getting a shout out. Uh, Red Dwarf getting more uh, getting more love. And then Boomer saying, I'm not huge on sci-fi, so probably Alien and Predator franchises for me. Yeah, I mean, the problem with any franchise, as far as I'm concerned, the problem with franchises is inevitably there are the shit ones. And uh, Star Wars is particularly bad about that. Uh, I have, and, and not that Star Trek is, is that much better. I think a lot of those next generation movies are pretty bad. Um, but Star Wars had that whole run. Like, I'm, I'm kind of a Last Jedi apologist at this point. Like, I, I don't really care for any of the new trilogy. Uh, which is what? Rise of Skywalker, Last Jedi... What was the first one? The Force Awakens. Like, I think Last Jedi is probably the best of those, but I also don't like any of them very much. Um, but I'm also not super hot on the new Star Trek movies because it, they tried to just be Star Wars movies at a certain point. Anyway. Um, uh, what a Anyway. Or Hitchhiker's Guide. Hitchhiker's Guide is good sci-fi. But that's almost... Like sci-fi parody, um, and I'm also down for that. I, I'm trying to think what. It, yeah, I don't know that. Aside from like Serenity and and Firefly, 
um that I'm I'm big on any science fiction property like like totally bought into it. But Serenity and and Firefly I really love because it was old west in space and I like old west shit and I like space shit and when you combine the two I thought it it made for some good stories. Um anyway, I love the fact though uh that this has just completely devolved into a science fiction discussion. Um, oh, oh, a couple of other 2021 shout outs before, uh, I give that up. Uh, one Duncan actually had recommended to me called Gaia. Uh, that's, that's pretty good. It's a pretty good creature feature kind of thing. And it's like, uh, somebody saw, uh, somebody playing, uh, the last of us and was like, I bet I could make that a movie. And, uh, then, HBO was like bull to the shit. We're going to do a whole series, which I'm curious about. I'm very excited to see the last of us, uh, uh, series on HBO and station 11 is kind of filling that spot for me. Like it doesn't have, you know, fungal zombies, but station 11 is rad. Um, Dan saying quantum leap was, and still is his favorite sci-fi thing. Quantum leap. Really good. Really good. Uh, Jason, we are not changing this to sci-fi Sundays. I'm afraid not. Um, oh, I wanted to, I I saw antlers. Let's talk about antlers for a second. The Guillermo del Toro produced film starring Carrie Russell and Jesse Plemons, AKA how do you totally waste Jesse Plemons in a movie? Um, so antlers I thought was really interesting, but also, it doesn't go nearly as far. The only thing Antlers does, spoilers for Antlers for the next 10 seconds. The only thing Antlers does that I thought was really good, mute it now if you don't want to hear this, is it kills a fucking kid at the end of the movie. Spoilers over. Aside from that, uh, I I don't know that Antlers wowed me in any way. The creature design was okay, but I, I was reminded of, what was the Wendigo story that... um they did for masters of horror starring i want to say dean jones that's not right the the dude that del toro uses for all his fishmen that guy um i i thought that was probably a better wendigo story uh ravenous is a better wendigo story than antlers and anyway i thought it was okay it like i like carrie russell it just, it, it didn't feel like there was any, uh, like, real uh, sense of pace in that movie. It just kind of happened. And and like I said, I love Jesse Plemons to death. And if you're wasting Jesse Plemons in your movie, you can get the fuck out. And he was wasted. Um, and let's see. Uh, Jason also shouting out Farscape as a sci-fi movie. Uh, Robert's saying, uh, he's only on episode three of station 11, but I'm dying to see the rest because I really dug the novel. Doug Jones. Thank you very much. Everybody. Doug Jones. I want to call him Dean Jones, but you're right. Doug Jones, um, is who the name I was trying to think of a minute ago. Here's all right. So station 11, if, if you guys aren't hip to this, it's seven episodes in and I'm, I'm current with them. I think the, the next one is Thursday at any rate. Station 11 is a, a movie that takes place mostly after uh, a a variation of the common flu has fucking murdered everybody 
And I think it's like one in 10,000 survive, something like that. At any rate, most of the population is gone by this point. And it's sort of, you know, here is the society trying to get its shit together following that. And, but it jumps around in time and tells the stories of the characters. And there's a weird focus on, um, a, a comic that a couple of the characters have in common that was called station 11. Really interesting. Uh, I love the fact my favorite part of any apocalypse story is the moment where shit breaks down and you, you see what that looks like. And there are a couple of different views of that in the series station 11, um, I'm not going to spoil anything for you, but Robert, when you get to episode six, episode six is a terrific kind of button episode about like, well, here is how you deal with things if you're in a better situation than most, but it, it's really good. I, I can't say enough good things about station 11. I think it's great. Uh, Mackenzie Davis, who was in that last Terminator dark fate movie, um, is one of the leads in it and she's fantastic. I can't think of the actor's name, but the head alien from galaxy quest, uh, is in it and he's very good. Uh, it's, it's a lot of great acting in it. Uh, a lot of really interesting kind of turns in the story. It's just, just terrific. Really, really liked it. Um, yeah. So, uh, da, 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 da. let me catch up, um, with what's going on in chat. Uh, Robert also saying the silent sea on Netflix was really interesting. Another great, uh, South Korean sci-fi. Oh, speaking of South Koreans, uh, and their, their genre output. I finally, again, for the past like few months, I've been doing nothing but watching movies for various shows, especially for like the, the Duncan Friedkin episode that we did. And, um, Oh, um, you know, end of year stuff and, and the a 24 show that's coming up and that kind of thing. Like I was just constantly watching stuff for podcasts. And so now I'm catching up on like all the TV I missed over the past year. And I watched the first episode of squid game and walked away from it. Like real middling. I was like, eh, that was okay. I, I'll, I'll keep watching it. But, uh, I, I think I, w- I was coming off the back of station 11, which I think is exceptional television. And then watching the squid game, I was like, this is interesting, but it's not, you know, from episode one, it's not blowing my hair back. Um, Glenn asking about the Chucky series. I haven't seen the Chucky series yet. That is on my list as well. I hear nothing but great things about it. Um, so yeah, I will definitely, uh, Robert also saying that the, the book station 11 is, is worthwhile. Um, I, I will at some point check that out for sure. Cause I'm enjoying the, the show so much. I'm kind of avoiding it right now just because I'm in the middle of a book. And also, um, I, I kind of want the show to un, un, unveil itself to reveal itself without me getting ahead of it. And, um, yeah, so I'm actually, well, it's audible, but like every time I got to take Johnson out for a walk, which is a couple of times a day we do like long walks uh, so that he can evacuate himself. Um, I've been listening to uh, The Martian on Audible and have been having a delightful time with The Martian, which I love the movie and had never read the book. And so I'm really enjoying that. 
Um, and then I've got a couple of things lined up cause you know, a couple hours a day worth of, uh, marching around with the dog and collecting his poop, um, <laughs> means that I've got some time on my hands, uh, to listen to an audio book and can kind of focus on it. You know, it's just walking the dog and listening to a book. So, uh, I've enjoyed it though. I've, I'm almost done with the Martian, got another lined up and I may do, uh, depending on when the first season of station 11 wraps up. I'll do it once the first season is wrapped. Um, uh, Dan saying the more people tell me I have to watch squid games, the less I will want to watch it. Uh, this is a very common thing with me and TV series. It's, it seems fine. It's, it, it's not badly done at all. Like the, there's some interesting stuff and it. it's definitely from the country that brought you parasite. Here is another fable of capitalism gone uh, wrong. Um, I I just like I know a lot of people said they saw the first episode and were like I couldn't put it down, uh, and I saw the first episode and I was like okay yeah it, that seemed totally fine, and I'm looking forward to, well, you know I will definitely watch a couple of more episodes, but I'm real on the fence with it like I'm not I'm not bowled over by it just yet. Um, Jim saying never gonna watch Game of Thrones at this point in the in the same vibe, yeah. Yeah, um, Game of Thrones is really good. It just ends badly. And like the last season, as you've heard, I'm sure the last season is not great. But Game of Thrones overall is solid. Uh, I, I've never read the books, but I thought the series was really good up until the last season. Um, and I thought it was worth the journey. Like as much as I didn't care for the last season very much, and particularly the last episode is not very good. Um, aside from that, uh, I, I thought it was a, a fun ride. It like, it, it was fun. And maybe it's because I was watching it kind of currently. And there were people that I knew that I was talking about like, well, what do you think is going to happen with this? You know? And Hey, wasn't that cool? Uh, I think that helped the experience, but you know, we'll see. Um, Robert saying that his coworker finished squid game on Christmas Eve and he didn't like it either. He liked it to a point, uh, but there, there was a lot of stupidity and unbelievably bad choices made, uh, that pulled him out of it. Yeah. I haven't gotten that far with it and I'll keep going. I'm not, I'm not anti squid game by any stretch. I just wasn't, you know, it, it wasn't like the seals opened after the, the first episode. I thought it was okay. Um, Dan saying same here for game of Thrones, Dexter, breaking bad and a few others. Uh, look, breaking bad. You're just hurting no one but yourself. Breaking bad's a really good show and ends well, but breaking bad as a series, it's not that big of an investment. It doesn't go on forever and it, it's really quality breaking bad's for real game of Thrones eh, Dexter. I watched up until the point that people told me not to. When they were like, after the uh, John Lithgow season, stop watching it. And so I did. So I liked what I saw of Dexter, and I didn't watch any of the stuff that people said wasn't very good. Um, Robert saying that uh, people are, are pushing for uh, The Witcher. People are pushing him into The Witcher. I watched like the first episode of The Witcher and, and was like, ah, I don't know that this is for me. I mean, it's kind of dark fantasy, and if that's your jam, great. Uh, but it, I don't think that's my jam. Um, who was it that said, uh, Alan saying he's never going to watch BJ and the bear again, one of those situations where you're only hurting yourself. Uh, the theme song alone 
is worth uh, watching. Um, Glenn also saying, don't Google BJ and the Bear. <laughs> well, you know, again, you're only hurting yourself. Uh, Jim saying, I've watched The Shining where a bear gets a BJ. Does that count? Um, absolutely not. Uh, although that's a terrific scene that is not, you know, the BJ and the bear that we're talking about. Or it could be. It could be. Um, Alan says it counts. All right. Uh, look, I'm easy. I'll go where you guys go. Um, oh, uh, <laughs> yeah, I know Duncan really likes the new, uh, Andrew pointing out Duncan really likes the new Dexter, uh, quite a bit. And I just haven't asked him the question yet. Uh, and I, he may have, uh, bounced out already, but if he hasn't, can I skip all the stuff after the John Lithgow season and go straight to the new season? Because if I can do that, then maybe I'm on board. Um, let's see. What else did I want to talk about? Uh, let's see. I bad-mouthed antlers, which I wanted to do. Um, you know, Jacob's wife was on my short list for 2021, which I think is probably the best thing Barbara Crampton's done in a very long time. And, and it's good. It's not a top 10, but it was good. Um, Werewolves Within, also very funny. Uh, a good date night kind of movie. Uh, again, not top 10, but, but quite good. And, um, uh, I will say vicious fun. I thought was really good. That was something I, speaking of Duncan, I'm, I messaged him after I saw vicious fun and was like, man, you, you should watch this. It, that was probably by number 11 vicious fun. Um, it, it also on shutter and it's got a premise that you've heard before. Because it's a premise that's been used before where a guy runs into, um, I think Monster Party was the name of it at any rate, uh, where a guy runs into a self-help group of serial killers and then runs afoul of them and, you know, chaos ensues. But Vicious Fun was just what it sounds like. It was it was vicious fun. It was gory. It was funny. Um, I really enjoyed it. I had a great time with it. Almost made the list. But there were just other things on on the top ten that I was like, I can't, I can't not have this in my top ten this year. Um, which is funny because when I started putting the list together, I was thinking, do I have ten movies in twenty twenty one that I was passionate about? And I, there were like, I, I wish I'd had room for like Vicious Fun. Uh, I think Titan, the Julia Ducano, uh, the the lady what did Raw her movie um you know i thought that that was a movie unlike anything i've ever seen didn't quite make my top 10 just because i can't really say for sure it's a horror film for me but it's really good and people ought to see titan um and andrew yes there will be a favorite horror movies list and a favorite 2021 movie in general uh, the top 10 for 2021 will land on Friday. There will be a written version and an audio version uh, of that. I am slowly but surely assembling all of that. The list is done. I'm I'm excited about it. I've I've probably done the the writing for about three or four of those movies at this point. And but yes, Friday, all of that stuff will be landing. Um, also caveat, I would say caveat was, was quite good. Um, 
a very indie kind of under the radar kind of movie on shutter, but I really enjoyed that. I thought it had some really creepy imagery and, um, Duncan had recommended we need to do something, which is, uh, Pat Healy in a lead role of uh, a bunch of people trapped in a bathroom. I think that one's available on Hulu right now, if you're a subscriber to that. Uh, and that was pretty interesting. Um, didn't quite land for me, but I thought it, it was a, a, an interesting film. Um, and then Slacks, which was on Shutter about killer genes, was a movie that w- had way more substance uh, that I than I ever thought. Um, <laughs> Dan saying, spoiler alert, Halloween Kills is my number one. Um, no, it is most certainly not. That would, of course, be Army of the Dead. No, 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 no. Actually, we're Duncan and I were talking about doing like a, a bottom ten, and that's where like Halloween Kills would appear in a bottom ten. Um, Jim says, hey, "Can someone remind me when evil is due to die?" Uh, not tonight. Not tonight. Unfortunately, um, Army of the Dead, Halloween Kills, Conjuring Three bloodthirsty escape room tournament of champions. Those are all movies that would be in a discussion of the worst movies I saw this year, uh, in the horror genre. Um, so yeah, yeah. Uh, dancing and slacks was so, so good. And I can't believe I'm saying that out loud. Yeah, man, like that, that's a movie where the back end of it, I thought was much stronger than the front end. Um, I thought the first eh, 40 minutes or so, I was like, eh, I get it. These are all like really vapid characters and they're really unlikable and, and that kind of thing. And I wasn't a hundred percent on board at that point. But then by the end of the movie, I was like, you know what? That was that, that movie had more to say than I, I gave it credit for. So yeah, I thought, I thought that was pretty good. Um, okay. Let's, uh, let's talk about some news real quick. Um, and let's see if I can, I've only got one news story, so this is going to be fast. Uh, and then I, I don't think this episode is going to be particularly long, but feel free to, uh, fill the chat with some, some bullshit to talk about. Um, Robert saying someone was talking about rubber and I suggested slacks as a superior film not long ago. Uh, I don't know about that. I like rubber. Rubber is much more of a surreal film and slacks is much more of a parody film. Um, and Dan bringing up bad hair with slacks. Yes. Yes. There is, there is a similar vibe to both of those movies. I would probably say bad hair might be better than slacks even, but yes, in the same wheelhouse for sure. Um, okay. So let's talk about this Friday the 13th thing. Uh, it turns out, folks, that the lawsuit that has been preventing a Friday the 13th movie from being made, a.k.a. Uh, the the final seal, is now settled. Uh, the, the screenwriter ha- is getting his credit, but here's the thing that makes it complicated, is that the way that the lawsuit worked out is that uh, he was a- awarded the U.S. rights to this thing. Um, let me make sure that I've got this information correct, but, um, that, yeah, that, um, 
Let's bear with me. Sorry. Here we go. Okay. So Larry Zerner uh, was the one who broke this news. The original screenwriter, Victor Miller, uh, was um, basically like the it was settled in his favor. So Victor Miller has rights within the United States and, but, uh, like could potentially prevent a a Friday the 13th movie from being released outside of the U S it's still like, even though it's settled, the rights are still insanely complicated for Friday the 13th. And also it begs the question, ladies and jelly spoons, do we need another Friday the 13th movie? I mean, we're going to get one, but do we need one? Uh, I don't know that we do. I I don't know that like scream is, is coming out pretty soon. I'm curious to see how that does because I feel like that's the throwback slasher at this point. And you know, I mean the Friday the 13th remake came out. It did fine. I think, I don't think it, it, you know, blew, uh, you know, blew out the box office or anything on its release. So we shall see. Um, but I thought it was interesting that at least that thing is settled now. Uh, and, and sooner rather than later, you are probably going to start hearing talk about a Friday the 13th, uh, sequel remake some, um, I don't know that that is something I'm excited about hearing, but, and, you know, it's going to happen. Um, okay. So that is the only news story. Um, Dan saying we already had Candyman this year too. Yeah. Candyman rocks. Candyman's a legit, very good movie. Um, that was a movie that was like, Hey, we are not going to just simply do a remake. We are going to do something interesting with this. Kind of like Matrix Re- Matrix Resurrections. I know that movie's been getting a lot of hate, but I still think of all of the reboots, remakes uh, of the past year or so, Matrix Resurrections at least does interesting stuff, and I will give it credit for that. Um, Jim saying, I'll take uh, Jason 20, just pretend there were films in between. Sure, sure. And Alan saying, give Friday the 13th to Ryan Johnson. Great. I mean, both of those, I don't know that Brian Johnson's the right guy for Friday the 13th. I would probably, who would I give it to? Um, I would give it to, who's the guy who did Behind the Mask, whose name I can't think of right now, but that's who I would give it to. Give it to somebody that's done an interesting slasher, you know? Uh, Also, make it a period piece. Do not try to set it in modern day. Make it a throwback movie. Set it in 1981. And, and do your Friday the 13th movie, and then I'm interested. And and just be like, we are just going to get gnarly with this. We're going to do the craziest fucking kills that we can think of. Like, that's the way to do Friday the 13th. Um, Robert saying one fun thing this week. A woman at work asked if I was familiar with uh, the three Netflix shows and uh, Mike Flanagan's shows. And ended up telling her that... Uh, uh, he ended up telling her about House of Usher coming and uh and she sounded excited for it. Of course, any right thinking person would be excited for the next Mike Flanagan joint. 
Like, that is a guy who's the best thing he ever did was the last thing he ever did. And I know that other people are going to complain about Midnight Mass for various reasons. Midnight Mass is real, real, real solid horror filmmaking. I, I It's hard to imagine uh, a better one. Um, anyway. Um, I do have a list tonight. <laughs> Dan saying the writer of Lost After Dark would probably do well with a Friday the 13th movie. Yeah, I mean, but I told you what I would do with it is I would make it a period piece and and set it uh, at Camp Crystal Lake. I would not try to uh, add to the lore. Like, I would do the movie that I want to see, which is I want to see another Friday the 13th sequel that isn't trying to reinvent the wheel. There's no psychic kids. Nobody's going to Manhattan. It's just a bunch of kids go to Camp Crystal Lake to try to open it up. Uh, and Jason is there and they get fucked up. That's all I want to see. So, um, yes, for Friday the 13th producers, that is what you ought to do. Um, isn't any new Friday the 13th movie going to be the 13th movie in total? I guess that would be right. Yeah, I guess that would be right. With the remake included, that sounds right. Uh, counting Jason versus Freddy. Freddy versus Jason, rather. Um, all right, so... Outside of the news, here is a list. We have been doing some Reddit lists of late, and here is another one. This is Reddit's top 10 comfort watch horror movies. What what horror movies do Reddit users uh, like to watch when they're not looking to be scared, they're not looking to be uh, challenged, they just want to throw on a movie and, and feel good? And strangely, The Autopsy of Jane Doe is not on this list. Um, so let's uh, let's start at number 10. Uh, number 10 is 13 ghosts from 2001. While I prefer the original 13 ghosts to the remake, uh, I, that's totally fine. I, of, of all the, uh, ghost house movies, I would still go how, uh, the house on haunted Hill with Jeffrey rush. I thought that was really good. I have a great time with that movie. I know it's not highbrow or anything, but you know, it's got everything you want. It's got Jeffrey Combs. It's got Chris Kattan dying horribly. It's got Famke Jansen. Uh, it's great. Um, <laughs> yeah, Jim saying if it's Jane Doe again. Jane Doe is not on the list, I promise. Um, number nine is uh, A Nightmare on Elm Street 5. And uh, Andrew asking if you should guess. Try to guess the top three. Because they're mm, two of the top three are totally understandable. The third one, eh, not so much. I mean, it's still fine, but no, nothing on this list is as drastic as like, you know, wh wh why is the autopsy of Jane Doe on the like most disgusting last, uh, disgusting endings of horror movies list? I have no idea. Anyway, so 13 Ghosts, Nightmare on Elm Street 5 is number nine, uh, which, eh, I mean, I think anything after three is your unquestionable Nightmare on Elm Street territory. And I think, is that when Freddy's dead? Or the Dream Master? Uh, one of those. Doesn't matter. Uh, Elm Street 5, not great. Friday the 13th Part 4 is not on this list, which is uh, a, a real shame. That's That's a bummer. 
Um, yeah, Nightmare 5. I, of all the movies on this list, Elm Street 5 is the one that I'm like, really? The fifth one. Not the third one. Not the first one. Uh, the fifth one. The one... All right. All right. Um, yeah, Elm Street 3 to me is the comfort one. Like, the Nightmare on Elm Street, kind of scary. You know, I don't know that I want to watch that for a good time. Uh, but Elm Street 3... Totally a good time. Dream Child is number five. Yeah. Oh, oh, just terrible. Um, number eight. And now we're talking Evil Dead 2 is number eight uh, on the list of comfort watch horror movies. And I can get behind that. Uh, like Evil Dead 2. Totally fun. I, I have a blast watching that movie. Um, Dan saying Friday the 13th part six is his number one. And he hopes to see it. Look, hopes to see it on this list. There is nary a Friday the 13th movie on this list. Just telling you right now, Reddit was not interested in Friday the 13th movies for their comfort horror, comfort watch horror film. Uh, so we've got 13 ghosts. Number 10, Elm street five, number nine, evil dead Two, number eight. Number seven is the original evil dead. Again, eh, I'm not sure about a comfort watch, but sure. It's, you know, it's the original Evil Dead. It's, you know, if you want to watch uh, Claymation Deadites, and I am not saying that in a derogatory way because I do want to watch Claymation Deadites. Um, then, uh, you know, I get it. Evil Dead, totally reasonable pick. Um, Alan saying Gremlin, Scream, and From Dust Till Dawn for the top three. Guesses, not personal choices. I will say you got one of those correct. Which one? We shall see. Um, number six on the list, The Faculty, which blew my mind. I get it. Like, I totally understand. That's a real, like, late 90s, 2000-ass pick for a movie that, like, it's not very scary. You don't have to think about it. Uh, the Faculty is fine, you know. It, I get it. I get it. That's. I think that's an age thing. Uh, I would never have picked the faculty on this list, but I think I get it. Um, Kevin in the woods should be on this list says Andrew. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree with that. Not on this list. Just, uh, to tell you, um, Jason calling out Sean of the dead, Sean of the dead also in the top three. Uh, I will tell you that right now. So one, one of Allen's picks and Sean of the dead are both top three. Uh, number five on the list. So number six is the faculty. Number five is event horizon. Um, and I, again, I get it. I think that one's a little more fucked up than what I want to watch for a comfort, comfort movie. And, eh, but sure, I guess, uh, Jim saying he's down for the faculty and junk like cherry falls along with it. Yeah, uh, Cherry Falls not on this list, but the faculty, I get it. I'm not, I don't say that's a bad pick. I'm, I get it. Uh, Dan saying Scream, Halloween, H2O, and I know what you did last summer are in his top three. Um, just by process of elimination, because you, I don't want you to have to do the math on this, Scream is in the top three. So Scream and Shaun of the Dead are two of the top three. Um, so number four, Event Horizon is an awesome movie. I just don't know that I consider it a comfort watch. That movie, you know, involves a lot of demonic sodomy that I, I don't know is totally appropriate to a comfort horror watch. But number four on the list 
uh, is Creepshow, which I totally get and kind of surprised me that it was on the list. But I was like, oh, yeah, that's that is a, a pretty good. Hey, I got a mild hangover. I'm going to eat a cheeseburger and watch Creepshow. I get it. I get it. Uh, Jason is saying, ah, yes, the feel good movie where Sam Neill tears his eyes out. Good times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Andrew saying the house of wax remake with Alicia, Alicia, Alicia Cuthbert. Um, yeah, man. So I rewatched the house of wax remake over Thanksgiving as a matter of fact. And, and that movie is all right. It, it's, it's dumb as hell, but it's all right. It gets gory and it, it's vicious. And I like that. Uh, Jim says the last time he watched Event Horizon was the day after his girlfriend dumped him and took comfort in watching people suffer, but otherwise, no. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of, right? Like, you're just savoring, like, tasting the tears of others, like Scott Tennerman. Um, yeah. So, Event Horizon number five, Creepshow is number four. Number three is Scream, which uh, a couple of you smart cookies uh, sniffed out. Number two is Shaun of the Dead. Again, uh, a... a call that uh jason had made so does anybody i'm gonna give this a second anybody want to guess what the number one comfort watch horror movie of reddit keep in mind this is a reddit list um and i'll give you a couple of no's it's definitely not sallow 120 days of sodom it is definitely not a serbian film it is definitely not the autopsy of jane doe uh but to recap the list Give you guys a second to, to guess. Number 10, 13 Ghosts. Number 9, A Nightmare on Elm Street 5. Number 8, Evil Dead 2. Number 7, The Original Evil Dead. The Evil Dead. 6, The Faculty. Uh, 5, Event Horizon. 4, Creepshow. 3, Scream. 2, Shaun of the Dead. Uh, Alan guess it's a wan flick, isn't it? No, it is not. Number 1 on this list of the top 10 comfort watch horror movies, according to Reddit, is Drag Me to Hell, the Sam Raimi, PG-13, uh, Return to Horror, Drag Me to Hell. I I was blown away by I get it. I don't disagree with it, really. I think there are other comfort... Like, for me, uh, my comfort watches are like, you know, the original Halloween or uh, something like that. But I get it. Uh, it is a human centipede. Human Centipede and Saw. No, no, no. These are comfort watches. But then again, somebody picked Event Horizon. So, you know. But I think Drag Me to Hell is a good one. You know, I'm, I get it. I, I don't think that's a bad list of movies, actually, for comfort watch horror movies. Like, some of these I've wildly disagreed with. But Poltergeist, says Andrew, yes. Yes. Poltergeist might be my number one. Or Jaws. You know, if we're calling Jaws a horror movie, which I do. Uh, Jaws may be my number one comfort horror movie, but Jim saying does have a talking goat, so he can't be mad. Yeah, it's a totally reasonable pick, a totally reasonable pick for, uh, the, the people of Reddit. So, um, well done this time, Reddit. So, all right. Um, all right. So let's wrap this up. If you have any questions, throw them in the chat. Uh, we're not going to go super long, uh, tonight. Um, Glenn saying his comfort watch is Jason X. I, I totally get that. That that's probably on my top 10 comfort watches. Cause it's again, totally dumb, but I really enjoy it. Um, the burbs is Dan's number one. He says, 
but is that horror? Eh, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. Um, and also saying it's a dumb number one. It's a it's a surprising number one for me to be sure. Um, okay, so uh, here's what's coming on streaming. Like I said, feel free to throw any questions you got into the chat. Uh, coming up uh, either just uh, out at the beginning of the new year or coming before when we next chat um, this, uh, well, week from today on the 9th. Um, on Netflix, you can find One Bedroom, which is a decent enough cult horror movie. Uh, they've got the 98 Godzilla, which you shouldn't watch. They've got the OG Gremlins, uh, a movie that we just discussed. Um, they've got both. I know what you did last summer and I still know what you did last summer coming up, which, you know, I, I think the, uh, exclusion of I'll always know what you did last summer is very telling, but what are you going to do? Um, in honor of Anne Rice, they've got interview with the vampire coming up. Uh, the OG, uh, found footage, which isn't really the OG found footage, but the one that made Hollywood, decide that they were going to make as many of these as they could, uh, paranormal activity. Um, you know, you can argue Blair Witch, but Hollywood didn't go after it the way that paranormal activity did. Paranormal activity is also the template for 60% of the found footage movies I watch at this point. Um, and of course, scary stories to tell in the dark. Uh, speaking of del Toro, he had a hand in that as well. And it, that's a pretty good kids horror movie. um, on Hulu, uh, they have the Renee Zellweger film Case 39, which you should not watch. Uh, they have The Collection, which you probably shouldn't watch either, although it's better than The Collector, but that's not saying much. Um, then also Fire in the Sky, which is the alien abduction story that not maybe not technically a horror movie, but kind of disturbs me. Fire in the Sky, I think, is one of the best of the alien abduction stories out there. Uh, also on Hulu, 1999's The Haunting remake, which is a movie you should avoid at all costs. In uh, a boy they should have called Netflix um, move, they're doing Paranormal Activity 3 instead of Paranormal Activity. Uh, but they're making up for that by uh, showing 1979's Prophecy. And, uh, you know... Prophecy is uh, a, a, not a great movie, but it's kind of a great movie. Um, 2004's The Stepford Wives remake also landing on Hulu uh, this week. And that is a really unnecessary sequel that doesn't really seem to get the point of the original. Um, Glenn saying the OG found footage is Cannibal Holocaust. I mean, yes, but I'm talking about the thing that popularized it in a way that Hollywood went after it. And nobody in Hollywood saw Cannibal Holocaust and was like, we got to make one of these. Plenty of people in Italy saw Cannibal Holocaust and said, we got to make more of these. But I'm talking about like, you know, big studios being like, hey, we need to, uh, to do a found footage thing. Uh, Paranormal Activity like showed what a gangbusters moneymaker that could be. Um, Glenn saying that fire in the sky, also a great Ozzy Osbourne song. You're not wrong about that. Alan says the malignant collection. Uh, sure. Um, huh. Amazon is going to be, uh, in the next week is going to have, uh, sinister 
from 2013, which I, I kind of think is the best of those, you know, James Wan like movies. Um, and the village, uh, from M night Shyamalan, uh, from 2004, which is a movie that made me hate M night Shyamalan and, uh, put me off watching his movies for a long, long time. Um, I saw old recently as well. And that's head scratchingly bad. I was stunned at how bad that movie is. Uh, on HBO max, if you've got the HBO max where you can watch station 11, um, kind of an interesting group of movies coming this week. Uh, Annabelle comes home, um, which is not good. Amityville 3d also not good, but Amityville Two: the possession. Holy shit. Holy shit. Is that movie interesting? Holy shit. If you haven't seen Amityville 2, The Possession, that movie is filthy. It is so, like, grindhouse and gnarly. You you should watch Amityville 2, The Possession. Uh, the Curse of La Yona. Ya Yona. Um, I still have trouble with the La Yona, I think is how that is actually pronounced. Um, which I didn't think was terrible. I know a lot of people really hate it on that movie. I don't think it's good, but I don't think it's the worst. Uh, speaking of the worst, this is the opposite of that. The exorcist on HBO, um, HBO max, I should say, uh, gremlins to the new batch popping up on HBO max. Um, and that is speaking red letter media made this point better than I did, but they said that the the Matrix Resurrections is the gremlins to the new batch of the Matrix movies. And I totally agree with that. Of like, how do we just make... Uh, how do we take the premise of this and turn it into kind of self-parody? Um, here comes the devil. Uh, that's not me saying that. That is uh, 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 on HBO Max this week. Along with It Chapter 2. I think It, it Chapter 1 is already there. But It Chapter 2 the sequel that made you think maybe in chapter one wasn't as good as I remembered. Um, <laughs> Glenn saying, I haven't been as angry as I was leaving old, uh, old is real, uh, real bad movie. Uh, we talked about that already. It's, it's bad. Um, also mimic mimic two and mimic three all coming to HBO max streaming. Uh, and one of those is interesting. Um, if, if for no other reason than Del Toro complained about, you know, the studio recutting mimic on him, uh, then there's, uh, the nun, um, which is not very good, but also the shining, like the exorcist and the shining are hitting HBO max this week. Uh, finally, uh, you know, more of their Warner brothers, um, stuff, but you know, Robert also chiming in that, uh, Amityville 2, The Possession, is uh, absolutely amazing. It's, it's fucking bonkers. That's, a, that's some kind of movie. Also, Ultraviolet coming to H HBO Max. I say that as a word of warning. Don't ever, ever, ever watch uh, Ultraviolet. Uh, presumably a near-future vampire movie with Mia Jovovich. Um... <laughs> Jim saying check out the heart of horror for my angry leaving an M night film story. Yeah. 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 A new heart of horror coming soon. And, and we're excited about this one. Uh, Dan says he was today old when he learned there, there were mimic sequels. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There were at least two of them. I think maybe there were more than that, but maybe just the three. Um, 
uh on shutter coming this week uh blood on satan's claw Witchfinder general the wicker man uh all the uh, unholy trilogy um sinister also hitting uh shutter lake mungo which is a terrific found footage film or mockumentary i suppose eve's bayou with uh sam jackson um which i have never seen I've, I've heard interesting stuff about it never seen eve's bayou maybe i should um also tomorrow blood for dracula and flesh for frankenstein the uh the terrific andy warhol versions blood for dracula in particular is is a movie you ought to see at least one time um coming on tuesday dark august uh which i have not seen dream no evil also have not seen malatesta's carnival of blood uh, which sounds great just f- from the name alone. Uh, I haven't seen it. Then the child, uh, the premonition and the witch who came from the sea, which was a video nasty from the seventies. Um, on the fifth beyond dreams door winter beast and fatal exam, which are the three movies from that like indie, uh, box set. But, uh, I, I got a message from Jason on uh on the discord saying that we live in a world where winter beast is now on uh shutter and that's amazing um winter beast if you haven't seen it and you have shutter you need to watch winter beast winter beast is a movie that dares to ask the question huh um it's so good and then uh on the 6th for the sake of vicious uh, which uh, is like a home invasion movie. And then uh, on the 8th, the season three of a show that I've never watched one time, A Discovery of Witches. And so that is everything coming to streaming between now and when we next talk. Um, let's see. Uh, Carnival of Blood and The Witch Who Came uh, from the Sea, Jim says, are both uh, really good. And Jason says he likes Mimic, but uh, still remembers walking out of the theater going, that was a really good extra long episode of The X-Files. Totally right. Totally right. Dan also in agreement. Gary says he's late to this because he was recording some entertainment uh, with him, Lee Cameron, and Jamie J. Sammons. Uh, So that is something to look forward to as well. Well done, Gary. Um, Okay. And then there was really one question, uh, and that is... Larry, Larry Cohen, master of horror. So we will wrap up tonight with our official as an always scientific approach to is this person a master of horror or not? Larry Cohen, master of horror. Um, let's begin. Remember, it's got to be the first five movies. Three of them have to be good horror films. Um, or, uh, and then it's a sliding scale after that. So, um, bone is his first movie, which I don't, I have not seen. And also does not sound like it's a horror film. Black Caesar, definitely not a horror film. Hell up in Harlem, not a horror film. It's alive. His first horror film. Totally rad. It's live rocks. God told me to also very good. Uh, private files, J Edgar Hoover, not a horror movie. It lives again. I don't know that that one's great. I think it's okay. Um, then Full Moon High. 
uh, which I have never seen. Um, that sounds like kind of Teen Wolfish, pre Teen Wolf. So where where does that leave us? Uh, that is one, two, three, four. So let's say two of four, but then number five is Q, and Q rocks the house. So that's three of five. Then his next one is probably the stuff, um, which is great. It's alive three. Eh. Um, a return to Salem's lot is super interesting. And then you get into like deadly illusion with Billy D Williams. Not really a horror movie. Um, and what else? Da, 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 da. That's kind of it. But yeah, I would say Larry Cohen, totally master of horror. Just God told me to. It's alive. Cue the stuff. You can make an argument for Return to Salem's Lot. Like that's a very weird movie, but um, I'll give it to you. I I think so. I think so. I think Larry Cohen meets our criteria. Um. You know, like depending on how you feel about the It Lives sequels, you might think, um, or yeah, the It Lives Again and I, uh, It's Alive Three Island of the Alive, Island of the Alive. You can argue those are not as good, uh, which I do, but uh, I do think It's Alive is fantastic. I think God Told Me To is really good. I think Q's amazing. I think the stuff is really, really good. I yes, yes, Larry Cohen. In fact, master of war science science. Uh, so Jason says, uh, he was going to suggest Joe Zito master of war, but I don't think he has enough horror credits. No, he doesn't. Unfortunately, Joe Zito master of schlock for sure. Um, but not necessarily a master of war. Um, okay. So that's probably going to wrap it up this time on, uh, sinister Sunday, AKA morbid Monday. If you're listening to the audio version of this, um, in the week ahead, for the first full week of 2022, we are going to be doing um, Morbid Mondays will drop tomorrow, which if you're watching this right now, you don't need to listen to that because you already heard it. Uh, you, Wednesday is going to be the first. This month, we're not doing a, a series of movies. It's just a bunch of shit I wanted to talk about. And so the first of those is going to be Lose with uh, Richard Glenn Schmidt. If you want to do some homework early, that is also on Shutter. Uh, not lose Flower of Evil, just lose uh, the possession story from Germany, um, and that is in the can. That's a, a really fun conversation. You'll hear that on Wednesday. If you're a subscriber to the Legion Patreon, that will be available to you tomorrow morning about five a.m. Um, when do I? I think that's when I've got it scheduled. So then uh, Wednesday, yeah, is lose. Friday is going to be the top 10 of 2021. And then, of course, back here next Sunday for another Sinister Sunday. So, uh, Alan, you're right. Lose is terrific. And we're going to be uh, talking about just how terrific it is. Uh, that is a movie I was really excited to talk about Richard to about with Richard Glenn Schmidt in particular, because it's just got it's just dripping with that kind of Euro horror vibe. And uh, and so he, we had a lot of fun. And he's got a weird personal connection to that movie that was fun to talk about. So, anywho, um, like I said, if you're a Patreon member, thank you. First of all, uh, the the Patreon uh, grew a lot in, in 2021. I really appreciate that. Uh, because eventually, when one of these days I am no longer 
editor-in-chief of Legion, uh, I can hand the keys to somebody and say, hey, this thing pays for itself now. And and so thank you for uh, for being the kind of people that help support that. And uh, also, uh, thanks for hanging out tonight. Thanks for being part of the Dark Parade. Um, again, we continue to grow month after month, and I really appreciate that. Thanks for sharing the show around. If you're enjoying this stuff, uh, I, I can't thank you enough for, you know, being advocates for the show. And that that's kind of what we need is, is people just uh, pointing other people to the show and, and saying, hey, this is a good episode of, of a podcast or, um, you know, sometimes Bo is funny. Either of those things work. Um, anyway, that's going to do it this time. Everybody have a great beginning of the year. Uh, Glenn, again, best to your family going through some, some shit right now, but, uh, you know, it, it unfortunately happens, it happens to every family. Um, I, you know, I've lost a number of people to cancer. It, it absolutely sucks. Hopefully that is not the road you are headed down. Hopefully it's going to be a speedy recovery. Uh, and, uh, you know, again, we're here for you, man. That's what part of what I love about this is we're a community. So don't, don't hesitate to reach out. If, if there's something any of us can do to help, then, then please let me know. Um, all right. Gary also saying that there's going to be a bonus torches this week on the Patreon. So look forward to that as well. Uh, have a great rest of the week. Be nice to each other. Be, be kind to a stranger. Go out and just find somebody to be nice to for no good reason. It's going to make you feel better. It's going to make their life better. Uh, and I will see everybody back here next week for another Sinister Sunday. So until then, uh, I will see you next time. Bye, everybody. Goodbye. Goodbye.